Welcome back to Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast. Today, Bobby and I are going to be talking about sex toys. Why? Because it's in the middle of the global pandemic and we have been getting off with them. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I've got to get into my into my, my podcaster self. off with my sex toys i've just been like using them while doom scrolling on twitter <laughs> like an like an hour will go by and i'll be holding a vibrator against my bits mm-hmm. and just reading doomsday twits tweets is this what's getting you off oh no it's not obviously but is this your content you're watching as you're doing it just terrible news of the world it's just getting yeah you off? yeah just doomsday stuff i mean I think that the we were both kind of we were chatting earlier that we've both kind of our relationship with sex toys has changed during the pandemic. And for me personally, it's for the better. I don't know if I, I can't speak for you, but how has it changed in your opinion? I've definitely been using sex toys more for my personal pleasure world, my personal right. pleasure life than I have for work. Because I think before the pandemic, I would test a, to- a sex toy because it's part of my job. And over the last year, I've definitely been using it because I actually want to use it and I want to masturbate with something other than my fingers. I cannot agree more. I went through every single one of the sex toys that have been shipped over the last seven years. So there was just a ton, you know, butt toys, strokers, everything. And I learned a lot about myself, honestly. Like, I think that something I never really examined about using sex toys is how much it could teach you about, like, your sexual self and your preferences and Sex toys are always regarded as something like, I don't need them because I've got my hand and my hand does a good enough job. Mm-hmm. But that's the wrong perspective to have. I've learned mm-hmm. it's more like you're looking for new experiences, right? Like new things you can feel and things that your hand can't provide. And like you said, they don't necessarily have to get you off. They can just feel good and that's enough. I think you know this about me, but I'm big about having sex, be it solo, partnered or multi-partnered for the sake of pleasure rather than orgasm. Right. But I will say that I didn't ever give myself an orgasm until July of this year using one of the sex toys that I had gotten. Mm -hmm. And I realized through the sex toy, to your point about learning about yourself, that I actually prefer more pinpointed stimulation than I had realized. Okay, what do you mean by that? There's pinpointed stimulation that stimulates just a very few of the nerves in your genitals at once. Mm -hmm. And then there's sort of more broad uh, stimulation that it stimulates more surface area at once. And I just assumed more surface area, more pleasure. Mm -hmm. But actually that math was wrong for my body. I learned one day when I was messing around with a pinpointed stimulation toy, Mm -hmm. the Charmed by Sweet Vibes, if you're curious, that I actually need really direct stimulation against like the right upper quadrant of my clitoris in order to climax. See, and that's super specific information that I don't think you would have gotten if you hadn't learned that about yourself through sex toys. It's so specific. Similarly, for instance, strokers, I don't like when they vibrate your entire shaft. I prefer... Mm the uh focus to be on the head or the frenulum which is just under the underside of the head of the penis 
And that's what gets me off, or at least it pushes me closer to orgasm, where if I just say put a stroker on that vibrates, I feel nothing. I'm like, okay, this needs to, this needs a purpose almost. I don't, I need more. I tried a stroker for the first time. Did you know that there's strokers out there for people with clits? No, tell me more. Okay, so there are a few. And basically what it looks like is a stroker that you might use, like a stroker for a penis, but it's miniature. It's about two inches tall. It's blue. It's about the size of a big, big, big thimble. Mm -hmm. And it's designed to go over the clit. You add some lube to it, and then you can sort of move it up and down like you have a miniature penis. Is that is that intense? Like, is that more pinpointed like you were mentioning? I mean, it's stimulating the entire clitoris. So I wouldn't say that it's pinpointed, but it's definitely intense. I will say that my clit is too small for most of the strokers designed out there for clitoris owners. And so I typically for my clit to fit in one of the strokers have to use a vulva pump or a clit pump which brings the blood to the surface and engorges the clit and makes it big enough to fit in one of these strokers. The same thing goes with any like, you know, stroker for penises too. Some, actually, this brings me to a point I really wanted to bring up, uh, fleshlights. Tell me. They're these gigantic flashlight looking toys that have either a vagina, mouth, butthole at the end, and you penetrate them. And they have this like very odd, realistic Skin. It's the weirdest thing. It feels authentic to the touch, but I don't like them. And let me say why. It, they're most commercially available. So when a lot of people think strokers, they think fleshlights. That's kind of, kind of like right. first to mind. They've got this really hard outer casing that like you can't squeeze, which I think is a super important facet to have in a stroker. I don't know. You just kind of move it up and down and that's that. And for some people, that's enough. I know people who love them. But another thing I don't like is that they're not open at the end. So cleaning up is kind of like, you know, after you orgasm and you don't really want to be cleaning the toy because it's got all your, you know, ejaculate in there. And I have a friend who has one and he said he went a few sessions with his fleshlight and he didn't clean it. And he said that he could smell it from his living room and it was in his bathroom. So Wait, so how do you clean a fleshlight? So what you do is you pull out like the rubber sleeve that's within the hard plastic casing Okay. But um, yeah, you just kind of run water through it and uh, take out the realistic skin sleeve that's within it. And I don't know. It's just like after you orgasm, you don't really want to be doing all of that. <laughs> do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like, no, I'm with mood. you. Yeah. So I know that a lot of people purchase fleshlights and they're not happy with it. And they think that all strokers are like, me personally, I felt that way. I thought, I don't need a stroker if this is what they're offering. And since then, I've tried different ones, like the Manta by Fun Factory, which I cannot say enough good things about. And I absolutely love it. And that's something I discovered through the pandemic. You know, I gave strokers a chance and I absolutely love them. I use them every time I masturbate now. Okay, wait. So let's talk about using sex toys every time that you masturbate. Yes. One of the questions I get the most about vibrators is, is this going to ruin my orgasm or is this going to make me dependent on my orgasm? Do you get this question too? A lot. Oh, yeah. I feel like people are almost ashamed for feeling as much pleasure as they do. And they're like, there has to be a caveat here. Like, what's going on? Okay, so let me tell you how I answer this question. And that is, yes, the body can become accustomed to being touched in a specific way, but we do not get to the point where that is the only way that we can orgasm. 
But also, if you have found a sex toy that does it for you and you get to the point where you need that sex toy to orgasm, who the fuck cares? Grab it. It's great that you have found a way that brings you pleasure. A lot of people generally think that using a vibrator that's too powerful or something too many times that it does something to your nerve endings. That's not the case. It's just that your body's mm-hmm. getting used to these things. If you fear that that's happening, you just diversify your technique a bit and start masturbating using different sensations. I know personally with this manta I was talking about, I did notice that I was starting to get a little reliant on it. So I haven't been using it for the last week because masturbation's become a twice a day thing for me in this pandemic. I've been masturbating a lot. The thing that I like to compare becoming reliant on a sex toy to is the idea that getting a back massage from a, from a masseuse, a person who is trained at massaging your back, is going to make the massages that, say, your partner gives you feel less good. And, like, it kind of makes sense that that would be true, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, you love your partner and therefore the sensations that they are giving you feel better because you know their hands and you know their heart and you know the way they kiss you in a way that your masseuse doesn't, unless you and you're in a porno. Right. Well, actually, that's an important point to bring up, too, is we usually talk about sex toys for solo pleasure. Uh, do you, Are you a fan of using sex toys with partners or do you usually just go without? I am a fan, mostly because strap-on play plays a pretty big part in my sex life. And those are toys or those are sort of accoutrements to sex. Um, I very recently started incorporating vibrators into my sex life. And I have been shocked by how intimate it can be to be spooning a partner while they use a vibrator on themselves and vice versa. Right. And not so not only does it teach you more about your own, the way you own, like how you respond to sexual interaction or sexual stimulation it also shows you how your partner does like i know personally when i instruct people on say they're not sure how to stimulate a penis with a foreskin i usually ask tell them to watch how they play with it and if you know they like to peel back their foreskin while they're jerking off or something that means that their head isn't as sensitive Mm. as others where if someone doesn't that means it's a little too sensitive or could inform that so Kind of, if next time, encourage your partner to use a sex toy and kind of use it as a lesson as to how they like to stimulate themselves and then do that for them. I'm a big fan of the sandwich method when it comes to introducing sex toys into a relationship. Compliment your partner. That's the bread. The inside is suggest the new thing. And then the bread again is compliment your partner a second time. So that might mo- that might look like Babe, I really love it when I touch my clit while you're inside of me. How would you feel if I used a vibrator on my clit when you're inside of me to accomplish that same thing? I just think it could be so hot for you to experience this with me. Yeah. I think that helps partners feel less like they're being replaced by a sex toy, which they're not. It compliments them. People love having their egos fed. And it also helps the partner see what the addition, how that will also value them. So that's the mentality we need to reinforce in people's minds instead of it being, well, I'm not providing them something and this is what they need. Which, you know what, if they need to be provided something, then go for it. But just don't feel bad about it. And the other thing that's important to remember is that sex toys were literally designed machines to help people orgasm. Humans were not designed solely to help people orgasm so it makes sense that a sex toy would be able to do that maybe at a different speed than maybe a human would
A lot of people don't know that sex toys are not regulated in North America. So this means that companies can produce sex toys made with potentially toxic materials. So some big box sites like Amazon can sell knockoffs of popular sex toys made with harmful chemicals. I feel like it's probably worth us explaining what makes a sex toy safe. So to do that, let's talk about sex toy materials. All sex toys can fall into one of two categories, porous sex toys and non-porous sex toys. So porous means that the material contains tiny microscopic little holes that bacteria can get lodged in and trapped in and stay in even after you clean the sex toy. So typically experts recommend against choosing a porous toy and instead opting for a non-porous toy. So non-porous toy materials include silicone, stainless steel, glass, Pyrex, ABS plastic. Those are the big five. All right, and common porous materials are jelly rubber, PVC, CyberSkin, TPR, TPE, and elastomer. And there are a few sex toys that only come in those porous toy materials and that includes things like cock rings sometimes only are only available in those porous materials penis bumpers and sometimes strokers so if you opt for toys made of those materials typically it's best to wear a condom either over your own genitals or to put a condom over the sex toy to prevent that bacteria from getting lodged in the sex toy Do you share sex toys with multiple partners? Like if you use a sex toy with one partner, does that sex toy then become off limits to all future or other partners? No. (laughs) I'm comfortable and I make sure that they're comfortable. Like I'll be like, this has, I'll say it. Communication, you know, we love communication here. So I just, I'll let them know that like, they'll usually ask, has this been used on other people? And I'll be like, yes, but I've cleaned or sterilized. And, you know, I let their comfort level go from there. What do you do? Oh, I recently just had this conversation with one of my partners because we're starting to explore strap-on play together for the first time. And I have this like whole collection of dildos. And she was like, you know, I think this one would be a good size for me, but I don't feel comfortable using it if it's been used inside somebody else before, which is totally valid. But it was, it forced us to have that conversation of like, who has this been used before? Even if it's been clean, I don't feel like it's something I want inside. Absolutely. And was it because of the cleanliness or was it because of perhaps there's emotional feeling there too? I think it was the emotional feeling. You know, it's interesting. Obviously, my fingers have been used inside multiple people, but a sex toy for some reason feels different. Why do you think sex toys carry that weight to it as opposed to, you know, like you said, your fingers don't? God, that's a good question. You know, I think it is ultimately rooted in jealousy, fear of being compared to the partner or the sexual experience that the toy has been used right. in the past. Um, I think it's tricky, though, because, you know, I feel attached to certain sex toys or certain dildos. You know, I have certain dildos that I put them on and I'm like, oh, this really feels like part of me. This feels like mm-hmm. my dick, yeah. you know? And so the idea of a partner being like, well, you can't use your dick. I mean, it is a store-bought dildo, but I do have, I personally have an emotional attachment to it. So it's definitely tricky. It takes a lot of navigating. Yeah, I think that a lot, that's another point that people don't usually consider is that you can develop emotional feelings towards your sex toys. I mean, orgasms give you, make you feel more connected. So, you know, my sex toys give me many orgasms and the toys that I love. I recently lost one of my favorites 
And I was very sad about it. I, I tore my apartment apart looking for it, and I don't know where the hell it went. Bobby, you so, haven't left your apartment in months. Where could this sex toy be? I truly have it. Maybe it's lost in my ass somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I cannot find it wherever. I don't know where it is. So I literally reached out to the company and was like, can you please, please send me another one? And they did. So very fortunate in that regard. But Wait, so speaking of sex toys getting lost in your ass, can you just remind our listeners what makes a sex toy safe for the ass? Yes, they need to have a flared base. So if your butt is essentially a vacuum, and if it doesn't have something to stop it from being sucked inside entirely, it will be sucked inside entirely. And I have a friend who works in the ER who says it's quite common that people come in and they're very embarrassed that they have something that's not designed to go in their butts, in their butts, and they have to get it surgically removed. And it's, I mean, I've gotten a whole list of things. He probably shouldn't have shared this information, but he did. And um, it was, it's it's terrifying. So make sure your toy has a significant base too. I find some bases, I'm like, is this going to prevent it from going in? Because this doesn't seem significant enough. Like, I'm going to keep my hand on it just to make sure it doesn't go too far in. Because I tend to like, if I have a butt plug in, I will sit down I'll do my day. I'll, you know, do whatever I want with it in. So I'm not really keeping an eye. <laughs> Wait, Bobby, can I ask you a personal question? Yes, of course. What if you have to fart? Like during your day? Um, we can leave this out. I just need, I'm just so curious. I mean, I feel like since it's in there, I feel I never get that feeling that I have to. Because it kind of like, that's more, it's there. the fullness is there. So you don't really feel that farting feeling. Mm. So not non-issue <laughs> and I don't care. You could keep that in. I, you know, we talk about it all. So I'll, I'll note that the reason you don't have to worry about a sex toy getting stuck inside the vagina is that the vagina has an anatomical stopping point, which is the cervix and the cervix literally keeps toys from traveling up inside the body the way they can with the anus. I think you can tell because once you get past a certain point in the anus too, like the toy almost slides in, you got to get through the, internal and external sphincter and then once it's in there it just goes okay i'm in you know like i'm comfortable and the stopper it stops it right then and there you know you could go as deep as you want with different size toys but just make sure that it's always has that flared base at the end because if not you're probably going to go to the hospital and they're quite busy right now (laughs) (laughs) have you um have you used sex toys that are designed for body parts other than the genitals or anus? Have you used like nipple clamps or sensation toys or anything like that? Yeah. Um, let me be real about nipple clamps. Those are intense. <laughs> I, I, I love having my nipples played with licked bit. I love all of it. I do not. I put those clamps on and I'm like, my nipples gone. Like, I don't even want to look down. It is gone. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, it's like you get a purple nurple, you know, like when someone just pinches it and twists. <laughs> it feels to me. And I'm like, no, this isn't for me. Same experience or no? Um, I don't like having my nipples touched during sex. Oh, okay. I'm a sports bra on during, in the bedroom kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I just haven't found one that kind of offers the re- correct amount of pressure, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, in terms of using, like I've used toys that are intended for the vagina on myself g-spot uh and the p-spot toys can be shaped similarly yeah so i i've used them before similar results not as great but you know i don't technically i mean with the own gendered problems that this comes with 
they're the same thing, but they're pink. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. Is there something that's less traditional sex toy that you have found that you absolutely love introducing into your master? Yes. Yeah. So okay. my favorite sex toy of all time is this thing called the Wartenberg wheel. Yes. Which basically looks like a tiny miniature pizza cutter. Yes. And you can roll it across your skin and mm-hmm. it really ignites the nerves. It really, really does. I like it on my scalp, behind my ears, on my butt crack, mm-hmm. on my chest. I love it everywhere. Yeah. Um, some of the best sex I've ever had was I was performing oral on somebody while they used that on my back. Oh, if if I had to choose it, if I had to choose between only using the Wharton wheel or never using the Wharton wheel and getting to have penetrative sex, I would choose only using the Wharton wheel. Wartenberg wow. wheel. Wait, now I'm messing up. Wartenberg wheel. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I mean, I, that's something that I recently got introduced to myself. And it looks like a little a miniature torture device. <laughs> it does. It looks like it's going to deliver a lot of pain, but yeah. because the pain is dependent on how much pressure you use when you're rolling it across your skin, you really have quite a lot of control over it. I also yeah. like using feathers to tickle people or to be tickled. I'm a big fan of under the bed restraints that, you know, keep someone down or me mm-hmm. down. Handcuffs, yeah. big handcuff fan. Oh, okay. See, I don't. As soon as I, I think of like Gerald's game, have you seen that movie? Where <laughs> no. the wife gets handcuffed to a bed and then he has a heart attack and dies and she's stuck there and she's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> so that ruined those, those for me. I actually wanted to talk because my partner is in a different country. He really wants to start using a Bluetooth enabled toys. Do you use those at all? I've used them. It doesn't sound like you feel very excited. Here's my thing. They feel good. Yeah. It is vibration. The companies who make them are great vibrator makers. Yes. Yeah. The best usually. Yeah. But I have found that you end up, wearing the vibrator just waiting for your partner to get to the one of the 15 settings that you actually like so there's like a lot of thumb twiddling on the end of the person who's wearing it and on the person who is controlling the vibrator it's a kind of like oh let's see what this does it reminds me of like a a little kid going into an elevator and then pressing all of the floors of the elevator because it's fun no that's that's actually a really great analogy because it it lacks something that I tend to really require sexually, and that's to either see my partner or, well, no, it's one hundred percent to see my partner. There's nothing else to it. I mean, we could Facetime yeah. during it. I'm also not a fan of Facetime sex. There's an intimacy that's lacking. I need the closeness. I need. I would rather just get off to pictures of somebody because it just there's something there. Like I I, I just let me go back to something I did when I was younger. I used to be terrified to go through a drive-thru because I was talking to something that wasn't a person. Like McDonald's? Yeah. I used to not do it. I didn't do it until I was 18 years old. I had an anxiety about it. I was like, they're going to think my voice is weird. Then now look at me doing a podcast. See how much I've grown. But yeah, I just thought it was weird. And I see the same thing with these. Like, it's like, Okay, so now my butt plug is going absolutely crazy, but I don't see anything. I'm watching Housewives <laughs> or something. I don't I don't understand. 
I mean, I, I think it's very important what it does. And it, it's made a lot of long distance couples, especially right now, feel a lot closer, more intimate with each other. I don't want to diminish what these toys provide. They just, for my taste, there's things that are lacking. I don't, I don't use them as often as I know even he would like to. Yeah, I love that they exist, but I do find that they are like six flags in the sense that they're a great thing to try once a year or maybe once every six months. For people who also want to start exploring sex toys for the first time, any tips for them for finding the right toy? Because if you go to like Babeland.com or, you know, any of these sex toy shops, there's, they have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of products. How do you narrow it down? I think a good idea is to reach out to someone like us, (laughs) to be quite honest with Mm. you. Um, You and I both worked temporarily at a uh, text line service where for a brand where we recommended, you know, people would ask us any sexual questions they had. And a lot of the time we would get questions about which sex toys work best for them. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even if we don't have this same anatomy or genitals, uh, we know the proper resources and the websites, I mean, retailers that do responsibly sell sex toys that are body safe and everything like that. So I think a great place to start is to start with somebody who's informed and mm-hmm. ask them for the recommendations. Go to Gabby's page. She's got reviews everywhere. You know, it's it's a good place to start. What do you think? I always recommend folks don't try to reinvent the wheel. So start by thinking about the types of sensations that you already like. And then see if there's a sex toy out there that creates a similar sensation, either at a similar speed or a different speed or in a hands-free way, so that you can get that similar sensation just through a sex toy. At least for your first sex toy, I think starting with what you know you like is a good option. So like if you know you like oral sex, start with a suction toy or a clit suction toy. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people, at least for me, I get a lot of... um, about anal toys like they're like how big should i go and it's again look at the toy the penises you've particularly enjoyed you know some people like a curved penis some people like a fat penis some people like a small penis and it's like buy a toy that resembles the good experiences you've had and i usually recommend you know someone start with a butt plug because those are usually just, those are less intense to start with. And they kind of get your body used to stretching the area and having it open. Whereas prostate massagers are significantly more intense, but you also get a bigger payoff. At mm-hmm. least I do. I also recommend that folks add lube to their shopping cart. Oh, so much. Oh, yes. I think lube makes such a difference during any se- any sexual experience, but especially sexual experience with a sex 100%. toy. Because most sex toys are made of a material like silicone that can be really frictiony against skin unless you have that lubricant. Right. And it's important to note that if you do have a silicone sex toy that you don't use silicone lube because it just kind of melts the toy almost. It takes a lot of time for that to happen, but over time it will happen eventually. Like I remember um, somebody said, well, you don't really have to worry about that because it requires so much silicone lube to denigrate the toy or whatever. And I was like, well, people usually invest in a sex toy and use them over the years. So it's going to happen eventually. So just use water-based or Hybrids can also be used. Hybrid is essentially a water-based lube mixed with a tiny amount of silicone. So it's kind of got the benefits of both. And that's what I tend to favor the most, at least with butt toys, because it can dry out a lot quicker, you know? So silicone tends to last a little bit longer. 
I also recommend folks keep trying it. I feel like it can be really discouraging the first time you try a sex toy or a new sex toy and you just don't love it. But I find that all sex toys have a learning curve. It takes some time to figure out where you want to put it and if you need to use it over your underwear or under your underwear or how much lube to use with it or how aroused you need to be before you introduce the sex toy. So I do recommend that folks give it three, three tries before really deciding whether or not it's a sex toy that they like or not. Right. Um, how do you feel about uh, price range? A lot of people usually ask, where's like a safe, like a soft, like the best spot to buy a sex toy, like price range wise? Is there, do you have that number just in your mind or? My answer depends on how experienced somebody is with sex toys. I think the first time you're trying a sex toy in a new category, so for example, an anal toy or a G-spot vibrator or a prostate massager or a clit suction toy, try to stick between $50 and $75. Pick a brand that creates a toy that is designed to stimulate the area you want to stimulate. Use that toy. Love that toy. And then if you decide that that is an area that you want to invest in, then spend $200 on a more luxury product that maybe is more aesthetically pleasing or has a wider variety of intensity settings or maybe comes with a warranty or is more Instagrammable. But to start, I really don't think that there's a reason folks should be spending $200 on a yeah, sex Yeah, no, toy. I absolutely agree, especially when you start out because you don't know what you like yet. So yeah, like once you said, the these are this provides what I enjoy, this is where I'm going to invest all my money in. Because I know that I... I won't spend a lot of money on a stroker personally, but I will on a prostate massager because I know that those are the sensations that I can't necessarily provide myself. As Something well. else that I've learned this pandemic is I've spent a lot of time comparing less expensive products to more expensive products. And I have found that the less expensive products, so long as they're made from a body safe material, get the quote unquote job done as well as the more expensive products. I feel like we're entering this wave with the pleasure product industry where there is such a push to encourage people to spend more and more and more money on their sex toys. It's almost like almost like all of these luxury sex toy companies charge at least $200 per toy. And after trying the lesser expensive products from companies like Satisfyer, Sweet Vibes, Cute Little Fuckers, I no longer feel that folks need to be spending that much money. On next week's episode, Gabby and I will be joined by our incredible producer, Vivian McCall, in a roundtable chat discussing our individual dating app experiences. From using attention from apps to validate our queer identity, to Tinder potentially targeting and banning trans folks, you won't want to miss it.